Hey everybody, so I got a great question in the form of a comment on my YouTube channel. A sales professional asked me, what is reverse surcharging? Can you explain what it is and talk about it a little bit? And so that's my what I wanna do today in this video. So I have five things I wanna tell you about reverse surcharging. Number one on my list, I hate the title, the name, the term reverse surcharging. Absolutely hate it. So I apologize if you're an ISO out there and you're selling reverse surcharging, but um, hire me as a consultant and I'll explain to you why you should never call it that. But the idea here is it checks like three really nasty boxes. Um, number one, it's confusing. Asking most merchants, have you heard of reverse surcharging? And they're like, what is that? Like it, it does not sound, they have no idea what it means. Number two, so it's confusing. Number two, um, it has the word surcharging in it, which everyone hates. Consumers hate it. Merchants hate it. So surcharging is just not a good word. That's like that's like getting to the end of your presentation and saying, um, hey, can you sign the contract and add your social security number? <laughs> it's like you don't say stuff like that because people don't want to hear the word contract. They don't want to hear the word social security number. So it's like you know, sales is about what you say. And so that's a stupid thing to say. So say something else, right? Um, number three, it is asking for compliance issues because you're saying it's a surcharge. You're like, well, it's a reverse surcharge, right? But it's a surcharge. So if you say reverse surcharge like that, it, it it's confusing because a reverse surcharge would actually mean like, a discount, I guess. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense. And the word surcharge implies that it has something to do with surcharging. Well, if it has anything to do with surcharging and you're adding this fee onto signature debit, that's a really big problem because you're not supposed to do that because that's against the surcharge rules. And cash discounting is not surcharging. That's the whole idea. If you want to have a compliant cash discount program, it's not surcharging. So the whole word reverse surcharging, I hate it. I would really recommend that you not use it. Okay. So that's first. Um, secondly, though, I do want to make the statement that what we're really talking about here, of course, is cash discounting, right? So I really want to make the point here that cash discounting is here to stay. Um, I had a really interesting conversation the other day with a, um, a CEO of a processing company that works with us in our training and things like that. And, you know, just a, a really great guy, great business, huge ISO. And um, I talked to him maybe two years ago about cash discounting. And at that time, he was very against it. He was trying to talk agents out of selling it and, and all of this um, out of a very sincere concern that, you know, it wasn't going to work that, you know, it was going to be bad for his merchants. And I really respect him for kind of standing up to the industry in that way that he legitimately believed it was the wrong decision for the merchant. And so he was saying, don't do it, you know, like, good. Well, here we are, you know, a year and a half, two years later, and now he's all in on cash discounting. Why? Because of two things. Number one, he's implemented it and realized that actually it's not bad for merchants. They actually seem to love it. It saves them a lot of money. Consumers don't seem to care in most situations. And so it's a really, really good deal in, in that way. And the second thing is that it's pretty obvious now that cash discounting is here to stay. Um, you know, again, for how long? We don't know, but it doesn't seem likely that cash discounting is going away anytime in the near future. So that's, that's really important. Okay, so the third thing I want to talk to you about is I still believe that whatever you're going to call it, non-cash adjustment, cash discounting, reverse surcharging, if you insist, um, whatever you're going to call it, um, I still believe that that's the best lead off rather than surcharging itself. So surcharging, not reverse surcharging, actual surcharging, I think it is still a very good option. I think if you said, James, all I want to sell is compliant surcharging, I would say, great. I think that's a good idea. Um, that's a great plan. Go for it. However, a couple things to keep in mind, Okay. Now that we, it seems pretty clear that cash discounting isn't going anywhere for a while, with surcharging, you're only adding the service fee to the credit card transactions. You're not adding it to the signature debit transactions. 
Well, what that means is that the merchant has to pay the fees for signature debit. So that means instead of saving the merchant, you know, 90, 95%, you're going to save them maybe 40, 60, 40 to 60% of their processing fees. It also means that your service fee, which is usually going to be 3.5%, 3.99%, that's basically flat rate pricing that you're going to charge the merchant when you're charging the service fee. So collecting that revenue on signature debit, that's where most of the profit is too. Now, surcharging is very profitable, but I think it's clear when you look at the math, all things being equal here, doing a cash discount program is clearly more profitable and it's clearly going to save the merchant more money. So if it's not going anywhere for a while, to me, it kind of feels like why wouldn't you want to lead off with the option that's going to save them the most money and that's going to make you the most money. If you end up realizing it's a better fit for surcharging, great, downsell it to that. But again, in my personal opinion, I still think cash discounting uh, is is the better lead off um, you know, to run with. Okay, so far in this video, we've talked about how I hate the name reverse surcharging. <laughs> okay, we've talked about how cash discounting is here to stay and then we talked about how really the best lead-in for you is still in my opinion going to be cash discounting just because it's more profitable and it's going to save the merchant more money so i like leading off with that and then of course having surcharging as a compliant option is uh is always a, a really good idea the fourth thing i want to tell you about that i've seen a lot of agents struggling with in this area is closing the merchant account now, there are certainly ways to close the merchant account by just going in and it's cash discount or non-cash adjustment or reverse surcharging. If you're going to call it that, please don't. Um, there's certainly ways to do that, okay? But the problem is that you're going to get some no's. And I mean, merchants are still not like all the way bought into this thing. And so one of the things I really am a big believer in that I've seen work over and over again as I'm talking to, to agents that have gone through my training is this idea that you need to give them options when you close. So go ahead and present it to them as cash discounting or uh, you know, or traditional processing, okay? So the, the idea is you want to go in there and as a salesperson, you want to talk about, of course, you want to try to close the thing that's got the most profit in it for you, the most savings for the merchant, but don't make them feel boxed in because it's such a new idea. So how do I do that? What I do is I like to give two proposals. I say, hey, here's traditional payment processing where we can save you, you know, $100 a month. Here's cash discounting where we can save you $800 a month. Now, based on everything I've heard about your business, I'm confident that this cash discounting is going to be a great fit for your business. But you know what? I've been wrong before, right? I'm sure you've been wrong, right? So I could be wrong about this. So I, the reason I'm giving you two proposals is I want to make it so clear to you that once you try the cash discount, if for whatever reason it's not a good fit for your business, well, then all we're going to do is we're just going to go right back to traditional processing and I can flip you back over there, no problem. And as you can see, I'm giving it to you at almost at our cost just because I know the likelihood is you're going to love the cash discount and you're going to stay with that. But if it doesn't work out as a thank you for trying it, I'm going to give you a really good deal on the traditional processing. So that's the way you want to go in there and, you know, close that deal out. Okay. Now, the last point I want to make today is um, a little bit off topic, I guess, in a way, but it's so important. It's something I've heard from a lot of agents and that is make sure you are educating the customer and the merchant and the merchant employees, make sure that everybody in this whole you know ecosystem of cash discounting and surcharging, make sure that they are educated on how this all works. I talked to an agent a couple days ago and he was telling me how he had sold eight merchants and seven of them, eight merchants on cash discount, seven of them had reached out and gone back to traditional processing. Two things about that really stuck out to me. Number one, they went, they're still with him. So even if you sell cash discounting, it doesn't work. You still get the merchant account, which is great. But the other thing that really stuck out to me is that number obviously is very unusual. Normally, it's more like one out of 20, maybe one out of 15, one out of 10 will switch back. I mean, that would be really unusual. So seven out of eight is like, wow, that's a lot. Now, 
he had some unique situations I won't get into here in the video, but the idea here is I talked to him about education. You need to make sure that the business owner is training their employees and that you're giving them documentation. You're giving them something they can give to consumers. When consumers come up and complain, the employee needs to be ready to say, you know, well, actually what are, what happened was the cost of accepting the credit cards keeps going up. So we were going to do a price increase on everything in the store. And we thought about just doing a price increase across the board, but we decided that would be unfair to people that are paying with cash. So what we did instead is we did the price increase, but we're only making that apply to the credit card and uh, debit card transactions. And we're giving that discount when you pay with cash. So that way our cash paying customers still get that same price. If you can get employees to say something like that, maybe not that smooth, but something like that, and or that they'd have a little third page card stock brochure that has that information that they can have in front, they can hand to the, to the customer when they have a question or a complaint, that's going to go such a long way to helping the consumer understand why this is happening and to eliminate the complaints. So make sure you're educating your customers. Make sure you're educating your merchants on this stuff um, so that they can educate their employees. They can educate the customers, right? So make sure everybody's educated and they understand what's going on. Otherwise, you're going to have a 16, 17-year-old come into a small business and you implement this. They don't even know about it. And somebody comes up to the counter and says, hey, what's this extra fee? And they're like, I don't know. That's a really bad situation. So Reverse surcharging, what is it? It's cash discounting. It's just a bad name for it, in my opinion. Um, you really don't want to understand that cash discounting is here to stay. It's a great opportunity. Hope that you're taking advantage of it. Hope you have an awesome day.